0: hey hey listeners welcome back to another episode of the be in demand podcast and this week i have brought on my friend amanda Abay. she is a sales expert and systems expert and really helps people take their businesses to the next level on this episode her and I had a great conversation. We talked about so many things from speaking, my favorite topic, to systems, to statistics. Yes, statistics, data that makes that helps you make better decisions. Let me say that one more time, Christine. Data that helps you make better decisions. And we talk about like social media, like who you can be following and and some of, sorry, Christine and separating some of the bullshit that's out there. Sorry, you know, sorry, Christine, forget that. Sorry. Let me say that one, that part one more time. And we separate some of the bullshit that's out there because there is a lot of misinformation that's out there. And I gotta tell you, like we, her and I are on a mission to make sure that people find what works for them right now at this level of your business. So let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Laurie Amirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Be In Demand. And I have brought on Amanda Abea, who is all about sales. And I have been on her podcast and we had this lovely conversation, you know, not only about sales, but about speaking. And she, being a Latino woman, you know, stepped into speaking, because I remember you saying that that was one of your speaking, you know, being a Latino woman, Mm -hmm. talk more about that. Just like share that with, with, with my audience so that. Um, they don't wonder why I picked why that. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: um, so that's actually a really interesting point. So um, currently what my company does is we do a lot of sales and marketing training. Our goal is to help business owners basically get their lives back um, and build more sustainable business via sales and marketing systems and processes and skills. But prior to that, I spent 8 years as a financial educator and financial expert which is where I, you know, what what's that saying like you you got your teeth right or something like that in um in a certain area like you um yeah, like you you sharpened your teeth or something like that in a particular like area. I suck at American idioms because, you know, I have immigrant <laughs> parents, so I always butcher them. But sunk my teeth into whatever. So that's where I started um, kind of learning about speaking. And that's how I got into speaking initially to begin with. So originally, the speaking for me was you're getting hired at this expert. Let's go talk to this insurance company to get them to invest money in the 401k because we can't get them to do it. Or I would get hired to be like a a spokesperson for particular products. So I remember one time there was a credit bureau who came out with a new product for monitoring credit. And I got hired as the spokesperson. And I did 25 TV and radio interviews in a four hour period in a small studio in New York.
0: Talk yeah. about speaking. Talk about <laughs> speaking. Publicity.
1: Millions of people were watching that. And and um, that was an interesting experience, right? Because I learned that day that TV people, like they go by a script, radio people, you can give them a script and they'll do whatever they want. So you just got to learn how to like dodge stuff like <laughs> and like answer questions without answering questions. So compliance doesn't lose their minds, <laughs> right? I learned that. So that's how I like sunk my teeth into it. And that's how I started learning about it. I've always been the type of person typically that I just like jump into something and just figure it out. Maybe it's because I'm an Aries, who knows? Um, So that's originally how I got into speaking. And then in the second business, it was different, right? Because there's getting paid to speak and then there's using speaking as publicity for your business. So in the first business, I was getting paid to speak. Like, here's your keynote, you're going to get a few thousand dollars, or here's this campaign, you're going to do this. And then in the second business, um, it's more of a publicity platform. So what I've done uh, over the course of the last several years is really just nail down my offer, my messaging, my systems, my team, my automations. And now that that stuff is pretty tight, all I need to do is get publicity.
0: Right. And using speaking... You know, it's yep. just, you know, like whenever you're the speaker in the room, in the conference hall, you are positioned as the person who is of authority, who's the are expert on yep. the
1: topic. You're immediately positioned as a person who actually knows what they're talking about.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's go back to when you first started speaking, mm-hmm. even though it was like, you know, like the, the paid speaking, because I heard you say like, I just jumped into it. Are you a lot like me where like, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do this. I'm not even going to think about the fears that most people have. What are people going to think? Yeah. Do they think that I'm ready? Do I think that I'm ready? Like all of that self chatter that yeah. happens to people that holds them back and keeps them small.
1: Typically. Yes. Um, sometimes that gets me into trouble, but more often than not, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Say more. (laughs) Um, So yes, typically I've always been the type of person who just like jumps in, sinks their teeth. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Sinks their teeth into something um, and just figures it out that I've always had that type of personality. It's courage is what it is. I don't have a lot of awareness of a lot of the fears other people have. I don't know why, for whatever reason, it doesn't cross my mind. I think I just don't give myself the
0: time and space to think about it, if I'm being honest. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And I just I, like Yeah. I was gonna say, there have been times in my life where I have been like that too. I just like, let me just go do this. Um, hurry up and do this, jump into and do this. And just like you said, like I'll just figure it out mm-hmm. as I'm, you know, basically as as I'm jumping.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different now because I'm in a stage in business where there's more like duplication and replication, and it's more of like a systems process heavy thing right now. Mm-hmm. So when you get into systems and, pr- and thank God I have help for that or I'd lose my mind, but like when it comes to systems and process, I can't do that as much as I want to. Right. Or I had to, cause there's other people involved. Right. And it can't just mm-hmm. everything be living in Amanda's head. But now mm-hmm. part, of the, the, part of the reason why I built all those systems is because now I'm in a stage where I can go back and just jump into things like podcasts and social media has been crazy for us lately and just jump into those things again, like I used to just now with systems backing me up. But that's because of the stage of business I'm in. And I think that's really important for people to understand. Like if you haven't even cracked six figures yet, don't even worry about what I just said. Just fucking do it. I didn't mm-hmm. ask if I could curse, but just do it, right? <laughs> right, just do it. Just do just. it and figure it out. And then once you start getting a quarter of a million, now now we're having a different conversation because now it's about sustainability and duplicating. But if you're not even there yet, don't even worry about the perfectionism and the, I have to be able to duplicate this. Like you
0: just got to get it done. Yes, and you just got to get yourself Out there. And I also think, you know, that along the way, especially for the people who are just starting, by just getting out on social media, like um, doing some lives, doing some reels, doing some stories, you start to develop your voice. Like what's your uniqueness? Because you don't want to be vanilla. You don't want to sound like everybody. And you and I were like talking about like how your reels are getting shared, because it's a it's a different point of view that people are hearing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my partner and I, we were experimenting with some realties here in Miami visiting me right now. And like we were experimenting with some video content because now that all the behind the scenes stuff is done, it's like I said, like priority number one is marketing and sales. Just get as visible as possible. And one of the things that I posted is relevant to this conversation. The people who make the most amount of money just market the most. That's it. So like they don't get in their heads of like, and so the post that got a lot of attention, I think, particularly on Facebook is the one that I said, you know, I've had access to a lot of successful people and a lot of wealthy people, and they're not that intelligent at the end of the day.
0: And what kind of reactions did you get to that?
1: Well, I turned it into a teachable moment where I was like, Mm -hmm. everybody thinks they have to be really smart or have alphabet soup at the end of their name or everything needs to be perfect. And all these people making millions aren't that smart, right? So what that means is two things. Number one, because they're not that smart, they're not really getting caught up in their heads Mm. because they don't have the awareness to do it. That's number one, and number two, they just market like animals. So essentially, what people are buying is the consistency and the confidence, even if the products are
0: mediocre. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember once um, Gary Vee, and I believe Grant Cardone also said something very similar to this. And it always it, it and when I first heard it, it just made me like stop in my tracks. They were, they were talking about like all the publicity and all the posts, social media posts that they put out. They just believe that nobody saw what they just put out. Mm-hmm. So let me put out another one. And again, like that belief of nobody saw that. So let me do something else. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's like a shit ton of content that they're putting out there. And there's a reason why you see them all the time.
1: There's a reason why you see them all the time. Actually, my partner and I are going to a Grant Cardone event this weekend. We're like leaving tomorrow, actually. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it's more like their they're scaling side of things, not so much mm-hmm. the publicity, but I'm sure publicity will come up because they're masters at it. Um, but that's one of the things that we noticed, right, is we all we did was study these bigger people because um, I, I like and I think this is an important thing to don't I think part of the issue people have is they have like 15 coaches at the same time and then they're getting all these mixed messages and they're confused. I've had like one particular mentor for eight years and I just go deep and I study and I'm like, what have they built? What have they done? What do they do in mm-hmm. front of the scenes? Knowing that it's gonna take time, right? And like, maybe I'll have two tops at the same time but I'm going very deep. So essentially what my partner and I have done over the last several years unbeknownst to us before we even met was that we really studied, not just like, oh, let's just do this like, random thing because they told me to do it, but really getting in there in the environment and in the orbit and being like, what exactly are these people doing? And the number one common theme is promotion, 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 promotion.
0: Dang. And I, so I was just, that, that was my question was, what, what were you noticing? So when it's promotion, 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 like what are you noticing about those promotions?
1: So what I noticed about the promotions is that they were insanely consistent, right? So I think one time I literally counted how much content Alex and Layla Hormozy were pumping out every week. And it was like 80 pieces of content each.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now this goes back to that conversation I was having earlier. I couldn't do that without having systems and team to back me up because if you get a massive inflow, then your systems break down. Ask me how I know (laughs) that. Right. But again, you know, this is like that ebb and flow and balance of figuring out what you're supposed to be working on then. Right. And, and these guys have armies behind them working, but the reason they have armies behind them working and the systems, the way that they do is so they could literally spend all their time on publicity.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's it. That's their main job is just get attention.
0: And how do you, how do you um, suggest that people like create this kind of publicity because there's a lot of people that are out there is like, all right, all right, Amanda. All right, I'm like, what should I be creating? Yeah. I think so this that is a- I can ha- I can get yeah. to that point where I ha- need the systems to have the army.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um <laughs> this is a great conversation because threads just came out last week and people want to go to like deathmatch on social media over whether you should be using threads or not. And my post, which got a lot of attention, I guess what I'm about to say is controversial, Right? is use it if you want. Don't use it if you don't want. It's not that deep. Everybody calm down.
0: It's so (laughs) true. It's like Twitter, folks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like calm down. It's not that serious. Um, But that's part of why people get overwhelmed, right? Because something new comes out or, or you see everybody's opinions on social media. Like you have to be on the social media channel now and add it to the 15 other things that you're doing. And then you see other people using it being like, don't get distracted. Don't do it. So for me, the way that I like to gauge it is like, what's actually the most fun. That's where I would start. Mm-hmm. What's the most fun for me if you're just getting started? Because if it's not fun for you, you're not going to want to do it. I'll give you an example. Podcasting, super fun for me. Video, not as much fun for me. It's become fun for me, but it wasn't for a long time. Okay. So that's where I started, right? Or writing. I was always really good at writing, so I would just start there, right? Now different stage. I've got those nailed down. And the, I think the other thing that's important is figuring out what your priority is right now. My priority is getting as much attention as humanly possible. So uh, what's the way I'm going to get attention as much as humanly possible, short form videos, Mm
0: -hmm. which I've been
1: pumping out. My partner and I've been pumping out one daily, and now we're going to get the team starting to do their own because that's where you get economies of scale. Um, but basically what happens, right, is now that's my priority. I'm at a stage where that's priority number one is how do I pump out a lot of it and how do I scale it? Because I got nothing else to do. Like, let's be honest. Let's, like, it's the only thing I have to do right now. Um, and also that's how I'm going to get the attention that's going to convert into cash. But it is essentially in the beginning, it really is what's the most fun for me and what is my priority right now? I think if people can answer those two questions, then that's where they they should start. So in terms of what's my priority, if your priority is get clients and your clients are not hanging out on Twitter, don't worry about Twitter. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, right? If if you want to do threads, cool. If you don't want to do threads, cool, right? It's fine but so but and i think that's part of why people get a little stressed out about it more than they should be because there's just so many opinions on social media and the only opinion that really okay. need, i don't care about opinions i care about hard data and facts
0: okay so let's just talk about that hard data and facts you know i uh, first of all like i like the do what feels fun
1: mm-hmm. because
0: If you enjoy something, you're going to do it more. You're going to show up with a different energy. How should people be measuring the data? How, like what's working and what's not working and maybe what should I change?
1: Yeah, so essentially at the end of the day, all businesses are is to help people and make money. You make money by helping people, the two are not mutually exclusive, but without cash, you don't have a business. So it needs to be what's actually converting. So for us, for example, I experimented with different things and you know we were literally just checking our stats and we're like, what is actually working? Right. So for example, every time I do some sort of JV partnership, I will track how many, oh, a joint venture. So a referral partner, somebody sent us business Mm -hmm. or somebody sent us leads. How many leads did we get? How many of those converted? I need to know that for each and every single person. So I know which one is worth repeating. Yes. So that's number one. It's the same thing on social media, right? You have to measure your social media efforts and see what's actually worth repeating. So in the last week, we've been experimenting a lot with short form video. Now I knew short form video got a lot of attention. I just didn't have the systems to help me with that front end process because I knew how much attention I could get. So between the two of us, we've reached tens of thousands of people over the last week. I have like 1,500 people I have to reach out to who are all requesting me or following me because of what they have seen and what's been shared out. And all of those are sales leads. So now I can look at it and be like, well, damn, this short form video stuff really works. And then I have to look at, okay, where is it getting the most attention? Right now, the winners are LinkedIn and Facebook, TikTok, not so much. Okay. So those are okay. the things that you need mm-hmm. to look at because and and I think this is important no matter what stage of business okay. you're in especially but now it's extra important for me again because it's about scale at mm-hmm. this point and it's about repeatable processes and sustainability like I'm ready for a business to be boring basically so like we just repeat the same thing every day and it turns into a formula <laughs> because that's how it becomes sustainable and you can get your life back. Mm-hmm. Um but the, in terms of what's working and what's not working, you need to be doing that from the beginning because you don't want to waste your time, energy, or your effort or your intelligence, which are the most expensive things you have, by the way, on stuff that doesn't work.
0: Right. So I, I just want to like pause here for a moment and just let people know, stop following the advice of everybody else. Like stick to a plan, come up with something that's easy. And depending mm-hmm. on what stage in business you're at would depend on like what you're going to be doing. And take the get the data, get the stats yeah. and
1: grow from there. Stick to a plan and principles that have always worked. So I have a great story from the last week. So my partner had hired this person overseas to do video editing for him because it's a time thing, right? Now, the problem was that this person's work was not that great. And the person would give back a lot of lip Right. And it's so interesting you bring this up because he literally just did a video on this. So the person was fighting back a lot. And my partner was talking to this person and he was like, cause he's like, okay, this is like way too much going on with the editing. And my partner's been in online marketing for 10 years, has studied these people, knows what works and what doesn't. All he's trying to do is give somebody he hired instructions and the person's not following the instructions. And when my partner asked, Hey, cause, and, and the, the person would have, always be like, okay, but this is what makes a video go viral. And literally he's an Andrew Tate does this and this happens over here. And that's what the guy would say. And then when my partner asked, okay, do you have hard data and facts to back up your claims right now? And the guy was like, no, I don't. So then my partner was like, oh, so this is all like the blind leading the blind out here. Like nobody actually knows what they're doing and everybody's just copying each other, but no one's actually following any marketing principles that have worked since forever. (laughs) Right. That reel got a lot of attention, right? When he turned that into a reel, because that's what's going on out here is there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of the blind leading the blind, but not a lot of people are following actual marketing principles that have always worked since forever, So that's important. Don't chase trends, follow principles. So that's why we're actually teaming up together. and We're going to start teaching this stuff because we realized it was such a massive problem. And that's one of the reasons why it's leading to overwhelm and also a decrease in
0: profits. Right. So who should people be following besides you?
1: Besides Besides me? Um, so like to I, learn
0: some of the the key stuff that, yeah. that you're that you're ranting about.
1: So um, Justin Keltner is a good one. He's literally helped me rework my entire email marketing system and the front-end marketing. And again, he's he's made his clients multi-millions of dollars, helping them with their marketing. He's a good one. He's he's like me where he's gone in and he's just studied people. Yeah. right? And, he, and now he applies what he has studied based on hard data facts and principles that have always worked since the beginning of time, or as long as marketing has been around, at least. So I think he's a really good one. Um, I think the court cardones are actually really great. Maybe not so much in terms of like, hey, here's a principle to follow, but in terms of studying what they do and how they get attention. Because mm-hmm. I studied okay. them too. I'm like, oh, these guys have a challenge coming up. And both he and his wife, just had like 18 interviews each published in the last week so just in terms of volume follow those guys and study what they're doing same with the hormoses
0: yes okay Okay. So great. Um, uh, so those are three people that people can, uh, like just go and follow and just like model what they're doing, not be overwhelmed by it. Just model, just notice what they're doing and see yeah. if you can apply that to your own business. Because again, these are all what I call mini platforms. Because speaking is not just a stage with a microphone. There's so many different forms, you know, like we're doing one right here. It's podcasting, you know, short form videos. That's another form of video of, of speaking. It's any way that you get your message out there
1: any way that you get your message out there. And here's another thing you can do, right? So I'll probably ask you for the video when we're done here so I can clip up some pieces, right? And then clipping up pieces, I share it with my audience to bring traffic to you. But then I also position myself as an expert. Most people don't do that. Like they go on podcasts or media or something and then they don't even ask if they can do that or they don't frame it in a way where they're going to be helping the host promote their stuff as well. Right. And that's a very simple thing, right? I can take this one podcast interview and turn it into a ton of publicity for both me and Lorianne.
0: And I'm going to, I I love that. I hate that you're going to like, you know, <laughs> give me publicity. I say that very right. surca- sarcastically. No, sarcastically,
1: right? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Lorianne's totally going to hate that. You know, then I'm going to be like, hey, can you send me the video file as soon as you have it so we can cut that's this true. up and promote you and we promote everybody? She's totally going to hate that. Um, but people don't, even think of doing things like that mm. so and it's a tiny little thing we're like look how much maybe short form videos i can pull out of this or maybe like a 10 minute youtube video and then i just drive traffic to the podcast and we both look good
0: right right so i was going to ask you you're talking about like different systems for you know, taking a long form video and cutting it up into small pieces. Are you using just a video editor or are you using some sort of like AI software?
1: Oh my God, such a good question. Um, Literally my partner was up until four in the morning testing a bunch of different things the other night. So I can like tell you (laughs) what's working and what's not. So for me personally, so my goal and my dream, so I'll start there is to have a video person in house. Mm -hmm. internal who can just do all this stuff because it can be very time consuming, but we're not there yet. Right. And also there's now AI. Um, I've tried hiring contractors, but you get situations like the one that I just talked about, or it's just insanely expensive for the work that you get. And no one knows your audience better than you. So you end up in this conundrum, right. Of Okay, well, if no one knows the audience better than me and I'm the one who knows how to get attention, how is somebody else supposed to replicate that? You start running into that problem. Now, and eventually you have to solve the problem. Fortunately, we have this thing to help us in the middle right now, which is AI. So there's two really great things going on right now. So this video right here, I could put it into something called, I think it's called video.ai. I could be wrong. Um, But it's something along those lines where it'll just automatically pull clips based on what's interesting so that's one thing or um another thing that you can use is we found this really cool app called captions on the phone and it'll do the captions like the same way that you see them on the cool reels and things it'll do captions it'll throw in the emojis automatically it'll even do music automatically if you ask it to and it'll take out all the ums and things automatically just straight from your phone
0: Are you ready to leverage speaking as your best form of marketing? There are over 7,500 events looking for speakers every single day. Speaking positions you as the expert in the room, but you probably don't know where to start. So I created this great resource called the Directory of Places to Speak. This resource will help you get started today. So head on over to speakandstandout.com forward slash directory to grab your free copy now. Don't miss this opportunity to be the expert speaking to audiences filled with your ideal clients. That's great. That's That's great. You don't have to hire
1: anybody. I think it was like 50 bucks for the whole year or something like that. You don't have to hire anybody. I could literally just film stuff while I'm in a train tomorrow, get it edited and get it uploaded and it's done.
0: There's a couple that I've seen that will basically make you like a bunch of reels. Um, But the only thing is, is like, like it does the like you almost have to edit the video first, yeah, then put it through their software because it doesn't pick out, it doesn't clip out like the ums and you can't go in and edit the mm-hmm. little clips that it picks up. So it's I'm sure it's like you know, it's a work in progress, like everything else. And I can't remember yeah. the name of that because otherwise, but I'll make sure I put it down in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So there's a, there's a few, right. Um, but those are the two that we have found that we've really liked that we've really been experimenting with that has gone. Cause again, right. Like priority number one at this point is just get attention. That should always be priority number one in a business. It's just, we're in different seasons in business. So sometimes you're not like I'm in a season of get as much attention as humanly possible.
0: And I love that about you, by the way. <laughs> You're not shy about it. No. Right. No. And you're not, you're unapologetic. Like this is just what I do.
1: Yeah. It's also what I'm really good at and what I really enjoy, but it's also like if without promotions, you have no cash.
0: Right. Yeah. I was just talking with a private client yesterday and I was just like, just start with Instagram, do stories, do lives, just get out there and talk about your your thought leadership, your what you're working on, your podcast. Like you're going to do a podcast episode. Like talk about it afterwards. Yeah. To get people interested in like wow when that episode comes out I got to watch that because it sounds super interesting. Um, like I'll do an Instagram story talking about how you and I just did this interview talk more about that publicity. I mean, like if you want to get into speaking, like on stages, if you want to be a hired speaker, you've got to get known. It can't be like, oh, wow, this person did one Instagram live. Yeah. You You have to get out there and talk about what you talk about.
1: Yeah. It's almost so simple that people want to fight it
0: you know you're right people do want to fight and the also the but i'm just getting still like i only have one video yeah all those other people have hundreds and thousands of videos yeah you know and so they never get started because they already feel defeated Mm -hmm. but you started with your first video Everybody started started with their first first video yep yeah we we all start somewhere
1: yeah. And also think about like, this isn't what it was 10 years ago. Like sometimes I beat myself up and I'm like, dang, if I would have just really understood this stuff 10 years ago, I'd be much further along. But my partner and I were talking and we're like, 10 years ago, you couldn't post like three short form videos to get in front of 2000 people. That's right. That's like, right. That didn't exist 10 years ago. It wasn't a thing 10, like there was way more work involved 10 years right. ago in order to get that kind of attention and traction. So yeah.
0: And right now, like 10 years from now, it's going to be so different.
1: Yeah. So just get
0: started.
1: Just get started. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I look at stuff like that when people say that I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand how much work it was back then in comparison to how little work it is
0: now. It's that's so true. When I first started speaking, like you mailed DVDs to people to watch. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't in the speaking world when it was, when you were sending VHS tapes, it was just like DVDs, like, because people didn't naturally go to YouTube to watch your sizzle reel. Yeah. It's just all of what there was to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have mentors who say that we have it really easy when it comes yeah. to sales. Cause they used to have to call from the yellow pages and physically knock on doors.
0: That's right.
1: And we have social That's media right. now, like it's easier than ever.
0: Yes. So speaking of sales on social media, let's give, give everybody some tips on how to sell or that or some calls to action.
1: Yeah. So one of the things, so number one is consistency, right? That's the main thing we've been talking about this whole time. If you're not getting attention, I promise you, you're not being consistent enough. And number two, I think there's a lot of really missed opportunities for people. So they'll post something on social media and they sound just like everybody else. This is something I've been going off about lately. Mm -hmm. There's no opinion. You just followed a template. This is ironic because I teach people templates, but I'm always like, Follow the principles, but make it your own. Don't try and sound like me. It has to sound like you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Just follow, the templates are here to give you a structure, a principle, a flow, so you understand what we're doing. But don't try and sound like me. It's never going to work for you to try and sound like me. Sound like you. What are your actual opinions? What are your actual thoughts? What's actually going on in your freaking life?
0: And take so think, the time to think about those things. And
1: take the time to think about those things, which a lot of people don't because they're too busy trying to sound like everybody else because they think it's some sort of a magic bullet strategy that somehow is going to make them money. The magic bullet is you. Yes.
0: Everything else is just principles that work. That was a, a dramatic pause for that, an intentional. Like I didn't even want to interrupt that because I really wanted it to sink in. Sound like yourself. Yeah. Don't what are your be opinion- like everybody uh, else.
1: That's why we're getting so much attention because I don't have an opinion on threads. My opinion on threads is use it if you want. You don't use it if you don't want to. And apparently, that's radical. Right. <laughs> because everybody else is like, you must be on it or no, you know, and I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, apparently, that's radical.
0: And one thing that I heard was like, get over there and like, you know, open the account to get your name. It's like, it's your Instagram name. So like, I already own that. Like, so yeah, I, know. I don't I know. think somebody it's, can take that anyway. So. It's, it's
1: everybody clawing for attention. And the most ironic thing is, is the best way to get attention is to not claw for it. It's just Mm -hmm. by being yourself and just sharing your actual opinions. Or lately, you know, I've been getting a lot of requests for training sales teams, which is a higher Mm -hmm. level problem and a much higher ticket thing, because a lot of the stuff I've been talking about on Facebook is the higher level problems, not the basic shit everybody else talks about, which is like, here's how to find your ideal client avatar. I'm over that. I want to go teach people how to build sales teams. That's a higher level problem. And it's also more expensive to fix. And the people who have have that problem have the money to fix it.
0: So there we go. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So there's that, right? So instead of trying to compete with everybody, stop trying to compete and just be yourself.
0: Yes. One of the things that I used to talk about when I was uh, coaching executive coaches was to come up with a leadership style. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with um, speaking or whatever kind of coach you are, however you want to want to show up on social media is like, what is your style? Like use that as the lens that you share information. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you want to be funny, if you want to be sarcastic, everything that you're putting out, is it funny? Is it sarcastic? Is it serious? Is it thought provoking? Is it polarizing? Mm -hmm. You get to decide what right. kind of style and who you want to be, but just again, just be yourself. And when yeah. you put stuff out there, you're going to see, you know, like back to talking about data, you're going to see what's resonating with people, mm-hmm. but you got to put shit out there in order for people to be able to comment.
1: Yeah, and also it's okay if they disagree with you, right? Like one time I did a post where I said, you wanna know what it's like to actually build a business? Let's have some real talk. Cause most people just don't have the proper expectations of the effort required to actually build a business because most people on the internet have sold the bullshit, right? So yeah, there's also that. So I did a post calling that out and somebody said, somebody commented and they're like, oh, I don't think we're a good fit based on this post. And I commented and I said, that's fine, you can leave. (laughs) <laughs> like like what like i mean it's for who it's for it's not for who it's not for and you're not trying to be for everybody and i'm, and I'm not trying to be for everybody so if i think you... that's the thing is don't be afraid if people disagree with you they're allowed to disagree with you you probably don't want to work with them anyway it's fine it's okay Not Mm -hmm. everybody needs to like you and you don't want to spend your life twisting yourself into a pretzel trying to get everybody to like you anyway. It's not a very profitable, sustainable, or even happy way to live. Um, And then not at all. And then the other part Mm -hmm. of it, which is where people really struggle is they don't know how to convert the attention into conversations. So for example, I was on my team meeting this morning and um, I'm like, okay, so I got like 1500 people overnight on threads. I'm going to DM each of them thanking them. Those are all leads, right? Thanking them and asking them what kind of content they want. And I know how to turn that into a sales conversation. Or all these people friend requesting me on Facebook, I need to find out where they came from. So I know what's working and what resonated with them. I can start turning that into a sales conversation. Same with all these people on LinkedIn. Most people don't know how to do that because most people don't have sales training.
0: Right. Most people don't know how to. So how do you turn a, hi, how are you? or a friend request into mm-hmm. like, what, what is that next thing that you say to people?
1: So in this case, right, if all the people following me on threads, I would be like, hey, what kind of content do you want to see on my threads? Well, when they tell me, oh man, I really want more sales tips. Oh, awesome. Why do you want more sales tips? What kinds of sales tips? And then I can already identify that they have a problem I can help them
0: with. And how do you keep all of that organized? I mean, oh, fifteen hundred really people is, is a yeah. lot of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that's a really great question. That we're trying to solve that problem. That's why I needed systems, right? Because I know how yeah. to get attention, and then the systems break on the back end. Um, so right now we have a lot of systems. So, um, so for example, if people are hitting our email list, we built a system where we know who's the hottest lead based on what actions they're taking. So my team can give them a little ring, ring kind of a mm-hmm. thing um, with social media um, that has to be a little bit more manual in terms of data entry. So like a simple pipeline. So you just keep track of who you spoke to and what stage of the sales process that they're in. That's probably like the most tedious part about it. But um, yeah, the, the organization can get a little crazy. And that's why I got a little manic about systems. Cause I know what kind of attention I can get. And then you're right, leads fall through the cracks, they get lost, there's leaky buckets. That's a whole other, it's a whole other <laughs> conversation about how to fix that in business. Yes.
0: Yeah. Cause sometimes that's where I feel like I, I, I get a little lost with the, like, I'll get back to that. And then yeah it's like a week or two till I get back to that. Yeah,
1: and it's it, it can be challenging, right? So it's a really a prioritization process. And my partner mm-hmm. and I are going to start teaching on this because once you get to certain levels and you have a certain amount of leads coming at you, you don't have a lead flow problem. You have a lead prioritization problem. So that's a problem I had for like two or three years that I was trying to solve. Lead flow has never been an issue for me. It's been the prioritization of said leads that's been an issue for me.
0: And you, you're developing a system for that. Now. Oh, we got one. for You e- got working. one now. Yeah, we one. got it. Mm-hmm. We nailed it. And we're going to start teaching in August. Very good. So yeah. everybody, lots of new programs coming from Amanda. Yeah. And she is a great teacher. A great teacher. Yeah. Thanks, Lori. Yeah, Lori Ann, thank you. <laughs> I've seen you do some stuff, and I'm just like, dang, because you're so damn passionate. I'm sure that everybody's like felt that in this particular episode. I mean, you just go off on things and it's like, here's how it should be. And here's like, and you explain things really well.
1: Thank you. And the passion comes from me being tired of people being lied to.
0: Thank you. Thank you for standing up for that. Because it's so true. There's so much shit that's out there and false information. And it's like, here's the dream. And it only took me five days or five hours to actually do this. And it's a bunch of bullshit.
1: Yeah, no, complete bullshit, right? Um, And I've been behind the scenes of a lot of like the big brands and it's really disheartening when you see there's like one thing they're doing publicly and another thing that's going on behind the scenes. And I've been privy to a lot of that Mm. over the last year. Um, and I was just like, this is a bunch of horseshit. Like you're not even doing what you're telling people to do. And like you, the one that really irritated me was when, and, and I, I like talking about femininity and energetics and all that kind of stuff, but like, that's one that gets really messed up for women business owners because they're being told to just lean back and receive. And it's like, yeah, but did you pick up the phone today or send an email or, you know, a lot of people are making it seem like you just lean back in a bathtub and like, diamonds rain on you or something and that you don't have to do anything and that's not exactly what a feminine business means a feminine business is stop trading time for money have systems and allow support so that you have space Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you don't Mm -hmm. do anything Mm -hmm. and then a lot of the people who are promoting Mm -hmm. that because i know because i've been called in behind the scenes to try and go fix their sales teams Six in the morning, they're DMing me and they sound like they've had 18 shots of espresso. So they're not leaning back and like all relaxed and in flow and ease and shit. They're just telling you that to get your attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like the easy thing to do. Here's the easy way to build a business.
1: Here's the easy button. You don't have to do
0: anything. Right. Yeah. So if you could go back to when you first started your business, like what's one lesson you wish you'd learned sooner?
1: Uh, Stop trading time for money. I think more on that.
0: I I mean, to me, that means having team.
1: Well, that's one way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it's a little bit different now because I'm in a different stage. But my first business, Mm -hmm. I was a freelancer. The only way for me to make more money was to take on more clients and eventually you just run out of time. Yes, so with that, for me, I prefer the training program route. Some people, because I just don't want as big of a team and I want more tech and efficiency handling things. Me personally, um, that's my personality and how it works. For other people, it does look like agencies and bigger team. It really just depends on you and how you run or run your business and your business model. Uh, there's no like one right way to do a business model. A lot of it just depends on your personality me personally, I don't like doing things for people, but I'm really great at teaching in groups.
0: Nice. I'm reading um, Dan Martell's Buy Back Your Time. Mm-hmm. Love, love the book, love the simplicity. And it's so true. And one of those things that I keep telling myself, um, and I was just thinking about it yesterday is I, I have to do another time audit. Yeah. You know, it's time to do another one so that I can figure out what do I need to take off my plate again? What yep. do I need more support with?
1: Yeah. So for me, a lot of it, and this was a conversation I had last week with my partner. Um, I was like, yeah, and this is the event we're going to. I was like, you know what? I really suck at the CEO type things, right? Like it's, it's not my forte, like the processes and the systems and how to turn this into something you, I can see it like big picture. Cause I'm more of the visionary, but he's way more of the integrator. So for me, it's more like, okay, and we literally did this like on a Friday night, because that's what we think is fun, right? Where it's like, okay, here's what I'm really good at. Here's what you're really good at. Here's what needs to get done in the business. Your strengths are over here. My strengths are over here. And then everybody stays in the thing that they're good at and that they have fun with and everything moves forward. I think one of the biggest lies that we're told, especially as women, is that we have to do everything ourselves.
0: Correct. Mm -hmm. It's
1: bullshit it keeps you broke and lonely
0: yes yeah and, and no great and thing was ever built
1: by one person it's not mm-hmm. possible human beings don't even operate that way but it's one of the biggest lies we've been told so the way that that shows up in business to your point about team is that people don't ask for help mm-hmm. and they don't delegate mm-hmm. You know, so now, right, there's stuff that I know I'm not good at. Somebody else can handle it. And I can go focus on the thing I'm really good at, which is getting attention and publicity and sales.
0: And everybody else does all their, it's, it's about like staying in your lane, not yep. just, and everybody talks about staying in your lane in the sense of like your niche, but even mm-hmm. within your own company, if everybody who works under your company stays in their lane, like the company does, it just moves forward.
1: It just moves forward, right? So that was a conversation I was literally having just last week, being like, hey, you're way better at this stuff. How about you take that over? Because that's how your brain works. And my brain doesn't work that way. My brain works this way over here. And this is what I'm good at. If I try and move into your lane, I get bogged down. I lose my creativity. I can't do my job well and vice
0: versa. And that takes knowing yourself, yeah, and not being afraid to hand over stuff. I mean, if you're a perfectionist, if you're a control freak, this is gonna be hard for you.
1: But yeah. you oh, gotta know. Oh, it's been hard. Oh, it's been hard. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of years, right? Um, but now I'm at a stage where, like, I don't find it. And I think part of the the reason why it's hard is because we have so much ego wrapped up around our performance. Mm. And our ability to produce or it's how we get validation so when i was teaching team how to sell that was really hard because i was know it was known as a really good salesperson Interesting. that was hard oh man that brought up all my stuff yeah now i'm at a stage where like i've worked through a lot of that stuff and i realized that a lot of it was just programming like oh i was just trying to like i was an achievement addict trying to get attention from my parents right um You know, or I had a lot of ego wrapped up in this because that's how I got validation and love. So that's why I had a hard time letting it go. Or I'm a control freak because I don't like feeling out of control because of X, Y, Z thing that happened when I was seven. That's really what a lot of that stuff is rooted in.
0: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And that's, that's, as you said earlier, that's another whole episode. Oh,
1: that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But in terms of like, I, I'm making it sound easy, like, oh yeah, just hand it off. But no, it has
0: not been easy. No, it's not easy. Okay. One other question. What's one or two books that you would recommend to people?
1: Mm, well, I have one for you since you mentioned teams, right? And it's this one called Teamwork by Natalie Dawson. This is like a okay. manual that I wish existed five years ago. Oh,
0: very nice. Yeah. In terms mm-hmm.
1: of hiring, how to interview, how to manage, how to do one-on-ones, how to make sure everybody's doing their stuff. How to, It's like a literal manual. So for a lot of other management books, it's a lot of theory, but mm-hmm. not a whole lot of practical application.
0: This one's practical application. All right. But so that one's for you're... you
1: specifically. Okay.
0: Thank you. Yeah. All right. What else would you give for everybody else? who's listening? For
1: everybody else, I think um, I have a couple here. So 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. This mm-hmm. is get attention. A lot of people are just focused on the wrong things. So one of the things he talks about in this book is everybody's worried about customer satisfaction, but you're not worried about getting customers. Customer satisfaction isn't a problem until you have customers. Why don't you just spend most of your energy getting customers? Mm -hmm. Like it's about people being focused on the wrong things. Or he talks about um, how much more effort certain things are going to take. And the cool thing about the 10X rule is everybody thinks it's hustle culture and adding stuff onto your plate. Um, but it's not, it's about multiplying. That's what an X is. It's not an addition sign, it's an X. It's about leveraging economies of scale. So if you want to know why he pumps out so much social media content, this book explains why. There's also really great examples of um, Howard Schultz after 2008 when Starbucks was really struggling and Howard Schultz, I think the story goes, he went to literally every single Starbucks in the United States and started asking people questions. Every single one, that's 10X. Yeah. Not like give me a report. Like, no, he went there himself to every single one and tried to figure out what was going on. Love that. Yeah. And a lot of people, and a lot of people also think that 10X is overdoing things. And the reality that I've learned is most people don't do enough to begin with. They do three phone calls and think they did something or they send five DMs and think they did something. 10X of five is just 50 and you can get that done in an hour.
0: Um, I am watching... Grant Cardone's um, Undercover Millionaire.
1: Billionaire, his, I haven't seen
0: it yet. I've heard it's on great. his oh on YouTube his YouTube channel. What yep. he did is he has put everything together and he is talking about the scenes and what they cut out. And um, I was ju- I was just like listening to this, and he was talking about what the ten X is, and I hadn't really ever dove into like what his ten X is, but he's like. Things fall through the cracks. Yeah. Deals don't happen. He, that's why he's like goes. That's why you ten x things because most of them may not work out. Yeah. But then you'll still have stuff that you're working on. Yep. And I was just like, that. Wow. Okay. I I highly recommend it um, for everybody who's listening to this. Um, just to hear his thought process on how he goes about business and it, how he did great. this deal with the Discovery Channel
1: yeah it's it's fantastic right and that's why you know it's it it is about volume and it is about scale now eventually and he's one of the first people i heard say you have to hire people you can't keep doing the solopreneur bullshit like you're going to run into a wall Mm -hmm. um because then you can't do what is required and what is necessary to get to those economies of scale um and then another book, I don't have a copy here, mine, make money, your honey, go find it on Amazon. Um, and that's a lot about energy management, sales, and your relationship with money. I, I wrote that book almost 10 years ago when I was still a financial writer, people still buy it and tell me amazing things about it, It'll it'll Wonderful. shift the way you look
0: at money. Wonderful. I'll make sure that all of all three of those books are linked down below. But before we leave, Amanda, please tell people where they can follow you learn from you if you have some sort of a, a freebie that you want to offer the audience, um, please just tell us.
1: Yeah. So the the freebie I want to offer everybody is a sales script. So we talked a lot about how to convert all the attention you're getting into those conversations. You asked me that Mm -hmm. I have it all mapped out in the sales script for y'all. So I'll make sure Lori gets her special link so that you guys can download it because um, it'll walk you through the step-by-step process of how to convert that attention onto social media, into sales conversations in the DMS. People have downloaded that thing for free and they say they've gotten a 54% response rate
0: from Very these nice. so
1: Very yeah we've nice. tested follow facts not feelings follow the data <laughs> right so we will have that um in the show notes for you guys and for everything else just go to amandaabea.com. that's a b as in boy dot com. you can find literally everything there the podcast lori's episode was just published all our training programs all our freebies everything is there
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. And just, this was a great conversation. And one of these, one of my trips down to Florida, I'm coming down to Miami so that you can show me where to get good Cuban coffee, I think. Absolutely. I'll teach you how to make it.
1: I'll teach you how to make it. Yeah. So we both know Justin. Justin's been in town for 10 days and I taught him how to make it. And now he's completely addicted. Like he makes it every day.
0: i'm coming down i'm coming down i'll make a date wonderful thank you so much for coming on the show and for everybody else who's listening let's continue the conversation over in dms feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you thought of the episode and if you have any further questions because maybe we need to bring amanda back and until next time be in demand Ready to get positioned as the expert, attract perfect clients, and monetize your authority? Well, speaking is the fastest way to grow your business while building know, like, and trust. Having a speech will attract the perfect clients to you and get you rebooked again and again. So, if you're ready to craft a speech that is compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting, then get on the waitlist for in demand signature speech where you'll learn my step-by-step process to build a speech that gets your audience's attention, explains why you're the expert to keep listening to, share immense value while subconsciously addressing the objections your audience is thinking and feeling, so that when you share the next step, it's a no-brainer for them to say yes. Let's get your presentation ready for you to deliver with confidence. Stop wasting time, energy, and money building a business the hard way. Join the wait list for in-demand signature speech at speakandstandout.com forward slash ss.